Hello and welcome to the Pop Culture Federation Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey. I'm Matt. And I am Ron. In today's episode, we're going to be doing another, our third installment of the favorite series, where we're going to talk about our favorite Bills. Bills is a name that is short for William, usually, but it can also go by Billy. So you have William, Bill, and Billy. And the less known, Billiam. <laughs> but for the purpose of this episode, we've omitted people who go by just William or Will and not Will or and Will we we omitted the Wills so Will Smith is not in this and we just lesser known son Bill Smith we just did people who are called Bill or Billy so yeah that's what we did wow our first uh our first episode of this was we did famous Jeffs and then we did famous Kellys which was difficult. And now we did the much easier bills. Yeah, I didn't realize how easy this would be. Like, there's a <laughs> lot how of... hard Kelly's was. Yeah. We have a longer honorable mentions than the amount of Kelly's that we used. <laughs> we do. So, I'm going to go first. Should I go with the honorable mentions first? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think one of my honorable mentions, though, is one of Ron's. Okay. Oh. Is that true? If it is, then we could just cut it. The basketball player? Nope, nope, Which you're good. Which one? You're good. <laughs> okay. First honorable mention, the basketball player, Bill Russell. One of the, the greatest. Pro- uh, yeah, probably the greatest. Most championship rings for a player. Played for the Boston Celtics. He needs three hands. And he is probably the greatest Celtic to ever play. So he gets an honorable mention on this list as favorite Bills. I didn't get to see him play. Um, it was well before my time. But um, from what I've heard, the people who have is that he was phenomenal on the court. Uh, he's still with us today as the time of this recording. And it is always fun to see him at, on the sidelines at the Celtic games. Well, not Celtic games. He doesn't go to Boston anymore. Uh, well, that's true. He was at the L.A. one where he wore the Kobe jersey in honor of Kobe. But he just looks like an adorable old man. <laughs> he does. He looks like a grandpa. Well, he, he is. is he, yeah. <laughs> I think he's a great grandpa. Is he? They have kids. Yeah. I think he might be a great so, grandfather. Yes. Um, my next honorable mention is none other than our current WWE Universal Champion, Bill Goldberg. Oh God. <laughs> First popularized and came to prominence in the late 90s in WCW, World Championship Wrestling. Bill Goldberg went on to dominate WCW and then in the early 2000s the WWE, where he captured the WCW title and the World Heavyweight title. After the horrible match at WrestleMania 20 against Brock Lesnar, where both men saw themselves leaving the company afterwards, Bill Goldberg didn't return until almost a little more than, I think about 10 years later. Where he once again faced Brock Lesnar for the Universal title. And it was still a bad match. I'm sorry. Goldberg beat Kevin Owens for the title and then lost the title a month later to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And then just recently, 
in the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view that WWE did, uh, Bill Goldberg beat The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, in a disappointing match that many people wish didn't happen because The Fiend shouldn't have gotten rid of the belt. And Goldberg is now the Universal Champion who will face Roman Reigns. That makes Goldberg a four-time world champion. You know, it's funny because me and my friend have had this running joke for a couple of years where it's like your monthly reminder that we don't watch WWE. And it just so happened that that happened. And we were like, it's our yearly reminder. It's like our daily reminder why we don't watch WWE anymore. Speaking of world champions, though, that leads into my number one bill, probably the greatest bill to ever walk the face of the earth. Wow. A eight-time world champion, six-time as head coach of the greatest sports franchise in American sports history, none other than Bill Belichick himself. Oh, God. And we're five minutes in, (sighs) and this is when you mentioned the Patriots. We're getting longer. I'm getting proud of you. Bill Belichick has been coaching in the NFL since the 1970s in some degree, and then he became head coach of the New England Patriots in the year 2000. Since then, he and quarterback Tom Brady have formed the greatest duo of head coach quarterback ever to great sports. And Bill Belichick is now regarded and always has been, always will be regarded as the greatest coach who ever walked the face of the earth. Six-time Super Bowl champion. Says it all. They should name the title the trophy after him. Mm. 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 Yeah, they should. Mm. Haters gonna hate, folks. Haters gonna hate. Vince Lombardi's from New Jersey. Be nice. And Bill Belichick is from Nashville, Tennessee. Gross. He is 67 years young and hopefully will coach the New England Patriots for at least another 20 years where they can get... Another dozen Super Bowls or half dozen Super Bowls, whatever amount of Super Bowls, where they can just reign supreme. And that, you know, folks, over this, this I'm just going to play clown car music. <laughs> God, I love this. Or people yawning. I haven't decided. <clears throat> well, since I talked about the greatest bill ever. And <laughs> now his, I'm actually going to talk about the greatest bill ever. And his accolades as six-time Super Bowl champion. Um, who would like to go next with their bills? I have two more. I mean, unless you want me to keep going. So we're going to go one after each other? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's switch it up. Let's do one at a time. Let's see how it goes. I dig it. I dig it. Ron, why don't you go? Okay. Well, I'm going to go with the actual best bill ever, and he might be the best bill to, uh, you know, ever participate in sports. Uh, this bill is Bill Hader. Bill Hader. What sport? Acting. The sport of acting. Possibly the most underrated SNL cast member of all time. I'm going to go there. Yeah, Mm. I think Bill Hader is also on the best TV show on television right now. Barry. I don't know why I said it so weird. Barry. Barry. Uh, Yeah, Barry is... Barry is like one of the best shows on television. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. He was in possibly my favorite cartoon movie of all time, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. You know, he's just been in so many different things. He's so funny. And if you, like, listen to him about what he has to say, about what he has to do to, like, get through shows. Like, when he was Stefan on Weekend Update, to, like, actually 
you know, get to the stage, getting over his social anxiety and his just anxiety mm-hmm. in general. He's actually been an inspiration for me. So someone who's like suffered from depression and anxiety, like Bill Hader. He's a he's a great guy. I just love him. Like Bill Hader, he's great. Yeah, I'm very upset that you took Bill Hader off the big board because <laughs> he would have been my first pick of Bills. I'm sorry, I had to. No, no, it's all right. It's all right. Um, yeah, he's. Awesome. I I love Bill Hader. Like, everything he does is almost, like, amazing. The first time I noticed him was in Tropic Thunder when he was Tom Cruise's, like, <laughs> hype man. And, like, since then, he's... Ed Cloudy with a chance meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> and if you ever he's... get a chance to watch the SNL skit, What's Wrong with Tanya? I cannot recommend it highly enough. <laughs> Alright, Matthew. What's your bill? Okay. So... My Bill is actually the best Bill. And he is not a real Bill, but one from a video game. Yes, he is Bill from Pokemon. Pokemon. (laughs) Bill the Researcher, or Bill as everyone knows him, is uh, the guy that you find out is the guy who created the most, probably the most important invention in all of the pokemon lore and that is the storage system within the pc that's right he's the motherfucker that helps you keep all their catapes in your (laughs) pc boxes you're introduced to him in his cottage which is a little north of cerulean city he is the guy that is i think if i read this right he actually is fused within a pokemon and that's when you first meet him, is, like, him asking you to, like, get me out of this Pokemon. Uh, fused in a Pokemon suit. No. No, he's fused no. in a Pokemon. in the game, in a Pokemon. Like, in later versions. Are you... Like, not in the original, like, you know, red, the original red game, blue. he's fused with an actual Pokemon. Yeah, in the, in the anime, he's in a Kabuto costume. But in what? the game, he... Yeah, it's nuts. What? Yeah. Which I in I haven't the, played those games in a while. I need to check that out again. I never noticed that. In Gen 1, it's an unspecified Pokemon because of the sprite is a common sprite within a lot of them. In Gen 3, the remakes in Fire Red and Leaf Green, it's a Clefairy sprite. And on Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, it's a Nidorino. So, wow, ooh. they've remade those games a lot. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. What else about Bill? Uh, he... I mean, like I said, he's pretty important within the Pokemon universe. Um, he's a researcher. He's obsessed with researching Pokemon. Whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> in the anime, he has a pretty cool episode. Uh, it's the episode where they find a 50-foot Dragonite. And it's also the episode where Ash catches his Krabby. So, pretty cool that he used one of his least used Pokemon is the episode that he got. Uh, he used Kingler in the Pokemon League. Yeah. Hit the, well, Krabby evolved into Kingler in the Pokemon League. Yes. Because that was the first time he used them. Kingler was featured in an episode? Yes. Kingler is one of Ash's least used Pokemon by terms of like battles and episodes. Because there are plenty of YouTube videos on it, and I've watched them. Um, and I watched them. <laughs> also, in the Pokemon card game, in the original set... Bill is possibly the most broken trainer card 
because it's just draw two cards. Yes, that's right. Bill is Pot of Greed, <gasps> where I'm allowed to draw two cards for my deck. And if you've played any card game ever, card advantage wins you the game. Yes, and it's busted as AF. I'm but sorry, yeah, Matt. That's... Bill Bill is the equivalent to what in the Yu-Gi-Oh game? Pot of Greed. Can you say where it? It allows like me the... to draw two more cards. Please say it like you know I, you want, I want you to say it. No, because I don't want to be embarrassed in front of everyone. No. <laughs> Sorry, bro. It's but a- yeah, that's the best bill in my opinion. So, my next bill is the greatest, not the greatest, one of, no, he's the greatest, president to ever be portrayed on film, Bill Pullman. <laughs> that's the guy you're going with for best president bill pullman so he went robin williams he went into a jet fighter to take down an alien spaceship so you know we're just gonna we're just in a discount jimmy carter do that harrison harrison ford and uh what's his name oh wait i forgot about harrison ford morgan freeman yeah morgan freeman none of them flew the jet fighter yeah, but Harrison Ford yelled, get off my plane, and then <laughs> shot Edward Norton. No. Or kick him. Or stab him? He was killed him. was Edward Norton? Yeah, it was. No, wasn't it wasn't Edward it. Norton in, the villain? In Con Air? No, that was not Edward Norton. No, in Air Force One. Air Force One. Oh. No. Why did I say Con Air? Oh, my God. It was God. Uh, Gary Oldman. Oh, yeah. Was they, it? Don't say they look alike, because they don't. Oh, what? I thought... Wow. Oh, that's Gary Oldman. Wow. He plays the Russian. I thought for the longest time that that was... No, Edward Norton was like 15 years old. Yeah, That's, which that made is, him super intimidating. That is not true, um, Mike. Bill, <laughs> Bill Pullman, some of his more famous roles are... Uh, he played Lone Star in 1987's Spaceballs, which is a Star Wars parody. Lone Star. He played, in my favorite movie, President Thomas J. Whitmore in Independence Day. Um, I... Went to go see Lake Placid solely because it was him and a giant alligator. Played Jack Wells in that movie. Um, He did The Grudge, Titan AE. He did a voice for Scary Movie 4. Um, he did Independence Day, the sequel, Independence Day, Resurgence. And then... What a filmography. He, he did some television. Uh, most recently... Oh, he did play another president in 1600 Pen. He played President Dale Gilchrist. But lately, he's been in the show The Sinner as Detective Harry Ambrose, which has been on since 2017. And I can safely say I've never heard of it. It's on, I think, USA. But Bill Pullman has one of the greatest speeches ever on film when he... Who did not want to fight and go kick some alien ass after that? I... Yeah. I mean... Can, can can I admit something? We're in the trust tree, right, fellas? Oh, no. You never saw Independence Day? Yeah. Fun fact, I saw it. That was the first movie I ever saw multiple times in the theater. At three. And I was... Boy, how old was I? Were you like seven? Six? Thirty-two? <laughs> something like that. I think he was approximately Edward Norton's age, give or take. Within that, yeah. <laughs> Definitely within that time frame, between seven and thirty-two. I was seven. 
definitely within the time frame of 7 and 32. And I saw it three times in the theaters. Where were your parents? With me in the theater. Oh, God. Were they the ones that were yelling, we gotta kill these aliens louder than you? <laughs> no, my uncle was, though. <laughs> yeah! That was the last movie my grandpa ever saw in theaters. And Brag about it. Um, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I, I, I love that movie. I can almost word-for-word word recite it. At one point, I did. There was a summer where I didn't have any friends... And it was, like, during that awkward time in life. And I watched that and The Patriot twice a day while eating, like, cupcakes and chocolate cake. Because I had no life. <laughs> and the only thing I did had to look forward to was to play Yu-Gi-Oh! cards on Saturday. <laughs> but I watched that and The Patriot every day on VHS. Wow, what a freaking loser. <laughs> but I can't recite you The Patriot word for word, but I can do Independence Day. One time at a barbecue... My friend, hi Justin, he pulled up the script and we went word for word. And I got to about... You did a table read? <laughs> yeah, but I did the whole thing myself. And I got to about... Kind of like tw- it would have been like 25, 30 minutes into the movie before I messed up. And I thought I needed to go outside. Yeah, uh, but I messed up like... I got like one line backwards. Or like I said one before the other. But like I... I said the whole thing. He was quite impressed because I didn't think he'd make it past the first two pages. But That's horrifying. Yeah, it was great. I love that movie. I think that we do our episode cool on challenge. like top fifty favorite movies in order. You'll obviously know my number one. Yeah. So way to spoil it. Now nobody has to listen to that episode, Mike. You gotta know number two. Way to go. Yeah, because people care about people's <laughs> second favorite movies, not their favorite. <laughs> I think you'd be pleasantly surprised by the top five. I so I don't know. Uh, knowing your taste, I feel like I would be like. No, well, I actually would because it'd be really like obscure movies that like it would be like Independence Day, but then it would be like an art house film. No, uh, probably not. No. Anyway, whoop, 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 I will whoop, whoop, ponder whoop, whoop. that. Uh, Ronald Wegman, what is your <laughs> next um, bill? My next bill if I have to be honest, is probably Mr. Mr. Bill. Okay. He Okay, so Mr. Bill, for a lot of our younger viewers, he was basically like, um, he was like this, this like clown clay thing that was in a, like a few like s- sketches on SNL and it's like very, very early run. Like basically like how the Lonely Island did skits like, you know, a few years ago. Like, originally like that's what the slot was for mr bill and mr bill was this like very stupid kind of thing and he'd be like oh no it was a robert smigel thing right no i don't know so it's a gumby knockoff i wouldn't say gumby knockoff but i would i would not who came first gumby Gumby? Definitely or... Gumby. Well, Mr. Bill originated, I think, in 76. Oh, yeah. You're right, bro. Gumby was 1955. On Howdy Doody. See, that's... Gross. This is a family show, Mike. See, but that's that's not fair. Because, like, you know, SNL wasn't around in the 50s. 
The Gumby Show was in 1957 to 1969, and then he appeared in Gumby Adventures in 1987 to 1989. I don't think it really matters. That's a property nobody's died to do again since 30 years. Gumby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because what, what does anyone have left to say about Gumby? I'm Gumby, damn it. <laughs> I'm Gumby, yeah. damn it. Besides that, what does anyone have left what, to say? What, what stories are left to be told in the Gumby universe? <laughs> um, A lot. So All right. You, so you know how elevator like, pitch Gumby movie right now. <laughs> I would just make it like a, uh, well, it'd be a, obviously a kids movie. So, but you would have like the blockheads portray like communists and have it really be a movie about communism. Okay, I'm gonna stop this right now. <laughs> um, so you know how like uh how like Disney does those like super over like overproduced like back. Or like background things on like you know the last Jedi and stuff, and it's like the interviews with Carrie Fisher, and she's like, you know, it's it's about family, and the last Jedi is not about family, <laughs> and you know I can just picture the same thing with the Gumby movie, and it's just like you know Gumby's all about communism, and <laughs> and then we leave the theater going that had nothing to do, to do with communism. communism. I think I'm dumber after watching this movie. I know we're talking about famous bills, but um. <clears throat> Real quick story about Gumby. <laughs> Can our next episode be famous Gumby? <laughs> the glint in your eyes makes it feel like you've been waiting to tell this Gumby story. So I had a friend, I have a friend, who dates... Um, Gumby? Pokey? Voluptuous women? Is that the best way to say it? Okay. Sure. Um, some are taller than him, some are shorter, some way more, some way less, some are bigger than him and some are smaller than him. I, whatever. So far you're just describing, you know, just every the, relationship in humankind. Yes, but like usually people have a type. Right. This is like across the spectrum of the type. His type is just, you know, the opposite sex. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> so when he was <clears throat> when he was dating this one girl, a friend of mine, a mutual friend was just like Oh, describe, you know, describe, describe her. And I was like, well, she has long, dark hair. Her arms are like cylinders and her body's like a, like a, like a rhombus. And then my friend's like, the fuck is he dating Gumby? (laughs) (laughs) And that became the joke ever since that he was dating Gumby. Mike, to to be fair, who describes a human being like that? She has a rhombus shape. Hey, I tried to be as descriptive as possible. Some people say hourglass. Some you know, people say curvy. He looks at a rhombus. Like you I would know, love I'm to see you that... like give a cop like you know what is that like the facial <laughs> the sketch like yeah a, the facial like a... sketch. So could you describe to me what he looked like? Well, he had a rhombus shape. <laughs> so he's a cone head. No, no, no. That would be more a, sharp. That would be a cone shape. Oh, so he's a Klansman. No. No. <laughs> no. You got this guy all wrong, buddy. <laughs> a rhombus is Gumby. <laughs> That's Gumby shape. That's more of a parallelogram, in my opinion. <laughs> An actual cone, and if you took geometry, is a cone shape. Nerd. But I would just describe Gumby, and then they would say... <laughs> You were drunk. What'd she look like? Gumby. Oh, I saw her best Oh, by. so she had a rhombus body. <laughs> <laughs> my friend, does she have a dog named Pokey? <laughs> I can't wait to change my dating profile. Don't talk to me unless you're shaped like a rhombus. 
man. Jesus. Uh, I think you're up with Bill's. Oh, I'm up? This, I'm going to title this episode, like, Favorite Bill Parentheses Gumby. <laughs> oh, Ron, are you done talking about Mr. Bill? Whatever, sure. <laughs> See, look, that, that's at least, like, person-shaped. But if you look at Gumby, we're looking at a picture online. But if you look at Gumby, this is what the girl was shaped like. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck, Mike? She's nice. I'm not trying to mean. Ron, are you done talking about Gumby? Yes. No, I'm not done talking about Gumby. I'm done <gasps> talking about Mr. Pill, though. Oh, they met? Mr. Yeah. Bill and Gumby have met? <laughs> yeah, I'm done talking about Mr. Pill. Okay, so I'll talk. <laughs> it's fine. I'll talk. Alright. So, um, my Bill is actually the best Bill. And it's not the best Bill because of his name. Well, it actually is, because he has an extra letter to it. It's Billy, and uh, it's Billy from Power Rangers. <gasps> what a twist. The, yeah, the OG Blue Ranger, who probably had the biggest glow-up in, like, all of just history. Because in, like, the first episode, he's, like, a super wimpy kid. But if have you looked at his arms in the Power Rangers movie? No. He's fucking shredded, dude. <laughs> in the suit or out of the suit? Out of the suit. Oh. Like, because, like, season one, they, like, try and, like, cover his body, kind of be like, oh, yeah, ha, ha, he's the nerd and all of that. But, like, in the movie, they, like, actively show off his bod, and, like, towards, like, season two and three of Power Rangers, he's like, whoa, dude, you grew up. <laughs> I want your bod. Yeah. David Yost. He is also the one living original ranger that I have not met. He's the only living original ranger that I have met. Wow. How weird is that? Our powers combined. <laughs> um, but a little more information on Billy. He is the Quintus. He was the nerd of the group. He was the guy, as the nerd, he created a bunch of gadgets for the rangers he was the one to actually and him and um holy crap i forget alpha him and alpha were the ones to invent the the risk communicators so they were able yes so they were able to talk to zordon and alpha and everybody at the command center um billy uh is also the the character to appear the second most in all of Power Rangers, behind obviously Tommy, who is like in every other season of Power Rangers at this point. Uh, <laughs> he was only around from 93 to 96. Yeah. Well, he is the only Ranger to appear in all three seasons of Mighty Morphin, and he made some appearances in Zeo as well. Um, Ron, you'll actually appreciate this because your favorite. Uh, Ranger is the Gold Ranger in Zia, right? Yes, it is. Uh, so there were rumors in during Zio that the Gold Ranger was actually going to be Billy. I would have loved that. But um, it turns out that it actually became Jason, That's which is also pretty cool. Dumb, but okay. Yeah. But uh, ever since Zio, he uh, has hasn't appeared much because he actually is living on another fucking planet. 
He's living on the planet where all the alien rangers came from, from the Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers. So that's where he's chilling right now, banging an alien. I mean, fellas, how many times have we wanted to bang an alien? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, that's Billy. And he's awesome. So my last Bill is actually a Billy as well. A um, not a, well, super well known Billy, but this Billy was an inspiration for me to start this podcast. And without this Billy's show on YouTube, I probably never would have gotten the idea or the drive to do it. And that is Billy Chaser, which is what he goes by. Uh, and he is one of the two duos of the Game Chasers. The Game Chase, the Game Chasers, is a YouTube channel um, that stars Billy and Jay, and they go around to different flea markets. First in Texas, where they're from, and then they travel the country and they search for retro video games and retro toys. They go on the convention circuit. They go. To different um, kind, of, some kinds of different events, mostly video game related. Um, they collaborate with other YouTubers, um, but their show is mainly a focus on retro video games and retro toys and like stuff from like the '80s, uh, as well as uh, they do some. Well, it's what they haven't done in a while, but they do some like paranormal stuff. They like to talk about aliens. They chase ghosts. No aliens. Oh, but oh, it, um, you had me worried there for a second. I thought they were weird. <laughs> their show got me through many, many. Their show got me through many, many boring, uh, like gaps at college. In between classes, showings of Independence Day and the Patriot. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I binge watched their series. Um. They actually posted a new episode today. They're working on a movie. The Game Changers, the movie. Really? Yep. Wow. I never even heard of these people. It's a, uh, it's if you like old video games and old shows, it's it very definitely hits the nostalgia. Um, the stuff that they grew up with is this, uh, like when I was really young, was what I started like Ninja Turtles, GI Joe, um, things like that, and then they were very heavy into the Super Nintendo, Nintendo, Sega, Atari. Um, but they collect, you know, a wide range of things, and they talk about it. Their show is really entertaining, but they got me to want to do something creatively and do something with my friends, so that's where this podcast came to be. So, Billy, Chaser, thank you, because for without you and a few others, the show would not exist. That's actually a really cool idea for a YouTube channel. Yeah. I say with half of a loaf of pita in my mouth. The um, <laughs> there was another person who they work with sometimes called Pat the NES Punk Pat Contry. He does a podcast called um, Completely Unnecessary Podcast. He's been in a few episodes of Angry Video Game Nerd with James Rolfe. Oh, I know that. Um, <clears throat> Pat, I don't know if Pat's came first or not, but Pat's from New Jersey originally. And Pat used to go to flea markets and do something they call flea market madness. And then he moved out to San Diego. And it was basically just him with a camera just recording what he finds at the flea markets and swap meets. 
That's um, a damn good idea too. Wow. The game chasers, though, they do go out and they go to different flea markets and thrift stores and pawn shops and stuff like that, and they find uh, they try to find deals, they try to find games, but they, you know, and lately, uh, so okay, I don't know if it's them, a combination of them plus Pat plus others, but they started in like. Was it 2020? They started maybe about 10 years ago, something like that. And that was when there was like a kind of like a retro game boom started that peaked maybe about 2014, 15, 16. It's still pretty high now. Yeah, I was about to say, you think retro gaming stuff has peaked? Um, For cl- heavy collecting, yeah. Because now it's like they've started releasing like the classics, like the minis. Um, but. And now it's kind of shifted more towards N64 GameCube. Gotcha. Because as the kids who grew up with that are now in their mid-20s and early 30s getting Mm -hmm. jobs with money, they can go back and buy it. Ten years ago, it was Nintendo and Super Nintendo kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So um, a lot of people point... And it's not just them. There's a bunch of people who, who talk about old stuff. A lot of people point the finger at the YouTube community making all this content. Because if you go on YouTube, one of the most popular things is not only gaming, but retro gaming. Yeah. And they point the finger at them for spiking the demand. I don't necessarily agree, but um, I think they definitely had a small contribution that kind of snowballed into other areas. Yeah. I mean, I think that collection like that sort of stuff was going to be in demand anyway because like you said earlier like people with income are gonna mostly want to buy stuff that they like well and stuff that they grew up with mid, like that's why baseball cards were really popular for a long time well mid 2000s you could go and buy at the flea market 20 nintendo games for 20 bucks dollar pop oh Wow. I see what you're saying. And now you can't. Like, there were some games... You could buy one Nintendo game. <laughs> there, there's some games that, like, back then... Because I remember doing this uh, with some things, mostly, like, Magic Cards, but you you could go and you can buy... Even, like, older toys, which now are super expensive, but you can go and buy... Um, back then, that's where you got deals. You got deals at the flea market. Mm-hmm. People, stuff people didn't want. You yeah. gotta haggle. Right, you gotta make a deal, um, and bundle like they do on Game Chasers. But um, they, what I'm trying to say is like, in the mid 2000s, you can go and you could get a, you could probably find something that would today cost you maybe fifty, sixty bucks, like Conquered Bad for a Day, for example. Mm-hmm. You can go find it for five bucks. Oh yeah, if not less, because people were getting rid of their 64s. Nobody wanted them. You couldn't find like new games like Xbox 360 games. But you could find definitely old stuff. Maybe Smash Brothers on N64 would go for a little bit more, depending if the person was a reseller. Um, but that's where you saw a lot of the moms coming and dads with, like, you know, spring cleaning, trying to empty out. I got, I remember once, some kid was just selling off his N64 stuff, and I got uh, two copies of Mario 64, two copies of Donkey Kong 64, and a bunch of other N64 games for $3 a pop. Wow. Kid, kid thought he made out like a bandit and screwed me. I was like, uh-uh. wow, okay. But I mean, that's well. I remember at a, I went to a yard sale when I was like seven years old, and there was a Super Nintendo with like, I'm not even joking, like just a milk carton of games, and it was twenty five bucks. 
And so I went to my mom and I was like, Mom, can I get it? It's a super nice. I was, I couldn't afford it. I was seven. I thought a quarter <laughs> was a lot of money. Um, and so I was like, Mom, can I get this? It's 25 bucks. Like, that's a really good deal. I was grounded at the time. I couldn't play video games. <gasps> so my mom was like, no, you're grounded. I'm not buying you video games. Like, otherwise, why would you be grounded? Like, what's the point of me do- grounding you? And like, at the time, I was just like, Mom, you don't understand. This is a future investment. You said this at seven? No. But, like, I... But it was one of those things where, like, Mom, I understand I'm grounded. I don't have to play it when we get home. I'll wait a week. Listen this to reason. Bigger, this is bigger than us. Like, Yeah, I mean, that, that would have been a steal. Like, It you, haunts me to this day that I did, never bought it. Like, the like Billy and Jay put on a very, very entertaining show. Um, but you could see episodes from 10 years ago uh they were more frequent they were finding more stuff at the flea market and then as the retro collecting got more and more popular you see less and less and less stuff and episodes are and they they admit it they're like episodes are harder to do so we try to do other things like toys talk about cons they went to like they did one where they went to uh an arcade auction and they were like i saw people on that win like tekken for 37 dollars a whole cabinet that's nuts what yeah it was crazy that's sick they went to an abandoned mall and they found an old kb where they had those old uh n64 and playstation like cabinets where they stored the games oh that's sick so they went and they bought them for like i think 100 bucks <laughs> and um they went they restored them and now they put them in their game room that's and I was so like, cool it's really cool so they got me into that and then i was just like wow and he's just like yeah i just want to do something with my friend and like we would just sit, they would do exactly what we're doing sit and talk about just random stuff they talk about like wrestling they talk about just like life um just what they're into and then i was like oh then they're like hey they like that show american pickers and then they're like what if we could do this for games and then that's what they did so if you haven't seen it definitely recommend it we could leave a link for their channel the game chasers i will put yeah i'll put a link in the uh in the description But definitely check them out. Show them some support. Um, I sometimes, if I have nothing to do and on the watch, I'll just throw it on from yeah in the background and just go through all the seasons. That sounds like something I'm going to watch when I am done recording. I think it's seven episodes. Seven, seven seasons. Oh. Oh, okay. Seasons. Be like, wow, okay, that's so Episode 74, I think, dropped today. Okay. So definitely check them out. And they have Toy Chasers, too, which is their like, other series. Uh, who's next? Still want to buy Chrono Trigger, though. I know, I own it on Steam, but, like, I want to get, like, a physical copy. Well, I was at PAX this week. I bought... Well, it's not cheap. That's mostly why. Sorry. All right, Ron, I think you're up. Yeah, so, um, my bill, my last bill, is probably, A, my favorite bill, and, B, one of the most underrated musicians in music history... Uh, that is Bill Withers. Now you might be mm. saying, you might be saying, who's Bill Withers? He's the guy. By who's the way, Bill Withers. Oh, glad you asked, Matt. Um, by the way, he was born on America's birthday, July fourth. He's the guy who sung, uh, you know, "Ain't No Sunshine," "Lean on Me," "Just the Two of Us," "Use Me," "Lovely Day." This guy, like, seriously, you got to listen Wait. to. Just the two of us? Just yeah. the two of us. We can make we... it if we try. Yeah. Just the two of us. Oh, isn't that Will Smith? 
Yeah, well, Bill Are Withers did the original. Bill Withers did the original song with uh, Grover Washington, like twenty years before Will Smith did. Yeah. F- fun fact: I thought the um, the song by that Sting originally did that P Diddy covered when Biggie died. Ever brush the tape? Yeah, I thought um, Puffy was the first one to make it, and then I was like, oh man, why is this? Why is the song different? And people are like, no. <laughs> well, Puffy made a lot more money than Sting did. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. I Absolutely. But yeah, Bill Withers, like, absolute legend. Not only is Still Bill one of the greatest, like, you know, R&B albums ever made, but the guy, like, you know, he was making music for a while, and, you know, like, towards the late 70s, his popularity started to wane a little bit. And he made, like, one more album in 85 just to, like, try it out. And then at some point, he was just like, you know what? I'm just going to retire. I'm just going to stop. Because, like, he was, when he was younger, he, like, served nine years in the Army. And then one day, he was just like, you know, I'm going to become a singer. And then he did that. And, you know, now he's just been retired. Like, the guy just, like, lives how he wants. And he's sung these great songs And it's just like, you know, another part of his career. I think Bill Withers is like an amazing dude, an amazing singer. And yeah, like, what you call it? Ain't No Sunshine. It is is an incredible song. It, that's really cool. So like, ever since he retired, he's never done like a comeback tour or anything like that. Like, he's just been like, nah, I'm done. I I made my money. I'm going home. He's, uh, he's done like a few things. Like, I think... Sometime in the 2010s, I don't know exactly offhand. I should probably have the Wikipedia page up. Actually, I'm going to do that right now. He was inducted into the like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I think he like did a little something after that. But I think he's done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he has done like you know concerts and stuff, but he's never been on like a worldwide tour. Plus, like right now he's 81. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So I'd no. Say it's- I have more pita in my mouth. <laughs> it's that halal, guys. Um, have you ever seen Victor Oladipo sing Ain't No Sunshine when he's she's gone? Yeah, you sent that to me. Like, yeah. I didn't realize Victor Oladipo was that good. <laughs> yeah, dude has pipes. Yeah, but, Victor uh, Oladipo is a NBA player currently. For the Pacers. Correct. So, Matthew. Extra pipes to Gryffindor. Close us out with the last bill. All right. So, my final bill is probably the most famous bill out of all the ones that we've chosen. Like, more internationally known. Bill Clinton. No. Bill fucking Murray. Oh, God. How did we forget him? (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's a lot of bills that we forgot. Bill Murray should have been like Jeff Goldblum and been like the, the... Like crown jewel of bills, <laughs> the crown jewel. Well, of bills. you didn't say that, so I'm sticking to mine. <laughs> Who would you have picked if I'd said that? Bill Nye, the science guy. The, yeah, the scientist. He doesn't have a PhD. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but taught a generation how to science. He's a comedian. You're a comedian. I don't. Wow, like wow, things. burnt to a crisp. Like there's no coming Boom, back. Boom, roasted. Bill Murray, aka Wes Anderson's favorite. Uh, actor in Hollywood. He got his start on SNL, was originally a Second City improver, and uh, Bill Murray was an original cast member of SNL. Am I right about that? I believe I am. Yeah. No. I Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> because he did cheeburger, 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 which is a one of the most quoted things in my family growing up. Um, Can I say, I can't stand SNL. Play. Any era? I cannot watch it. I mean, anyone can say anything. Doesn't mean, like, you know, they're automatically right or anything. But you know. Why can't you watch it? I just find it incredibly boring and, like, forced and not funny. Okay. Each okay. their own. Just my, <laughs> my opinion, I just... I know. I, the, the running gag is I don't like funny, funny things. It's kind of true. And SNL is one of those things. Well... Outside of SNL, where most people might know him from, he also did a bunch of movies, most notably Caddyshack. He did Stripes. Um, he was in Tootsie, which Love I didn't sh- even know. Love Stripes. Uh, Stripes is a great movie. Um, Ghostbusters, of course. That's another movie. Great movie. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors he was in, which I totally forgot. Uh, Scrooged, which is a movie that we forgot to talk about on our Christmas episode. Shout out oh, to that. Yeah. Uh, a movie that we've all watched in health class. What about Bob? <laughs> <laughs> well, I really did. Yeah. Groundhog Day, Kingpin, and Space Jam. His most iconic role. He was in Space Jam. <laughs> I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture. Uh, but yeah, he's... In, and most notably, as he is in all of his famous movie roles, um, one of the most well-known comedians of a previous era. Um, he also is more infamously known for doing the most crazy shit just imaginable. Like, the most famous story is somebody's walking down the street, Bill Murray is walking the other way, um, the person is carrying a hot dog, the guy, Bill Murray grabs the dude's hot dog, takes a bite out of it, gives it back, and says, nobody's ever gonna believe this, and then walks away. Um, he apparently goes to, if you are like with somebody at a restaurant and he happens to be there, somebody goes, it goes up to go to the bathroom he'll sit there mm-hmm. and like eat there for like, he's eating people's French fries and stuff. And people are like, yeah, he's like, nobody ever believed you. He's gone to a frat party and he was bartender. He was, um, he got hired by PF Chang's earlier last year, uh, just to work the register. I think, um, there, there's so many of these stories that there's a website called BillMurrayStory.com, and I was looking at this. Um, one of my favorite ones that I read was there were these two people eating out to dinner, and they saw that Bill Murray was sitting like close by, but they didn't want to intrude on him, so they just ordered him a drink. And a couple minutes later, uh, the waiter comes up to the person who ordered them a drink and put a plate of rice down, and they ask. What's this? And the waiter said, Bill Murray wanted me to give this to you and say, don't gobble it. (laughs) So. What? (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty weird, but it's like, it's pretty Bill Murray. Um, So everyone's favorite crazy uncle, Bill Murray. I really enjoyed him in Zombieland and Zombieland 2. Oh yeah, he wasn't acting. That was actually Bill Murray. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He is, uh... He's probably the takes the Jeff Goldblum spot as the the bill of all bills. Too bad he's mine. That's fine. I have the greatest bill who ever lived and the most world championships. So, no, we did honorable true. mentions before. Bill, bill Russell has the most world championships, not Bill Belichick. So, we mm. did the most um, 
we did some honorable mentions before, but were there some bills that we missed? Like I said earlier, Bill yes. Nye the Science Guy. Um, Former President Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Besides Bill Nye, it was Bill Walton. Bill, yeah, Walton. Bill Walton. Everyone's other favorite crazy uncle. Have you? Uh, do you guys watch like his college basketball stuff? Where he just goes on tangents and he's just not even talking about basketball. It's just like him like sitting in his van listening to the dead when he was playing for the Blazers. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, sometimes first, sometimes second richest person in the world, Bill Gates. Billy Eyelash. Is that what the kids say? Is that how you pronounce your name? No, Billy Eilish. By Billy Eilish, yeah. Bill... Oh, Bill O'Reilly, the person who made the famous meme of, uh, fuck it, we'll do it live. Yes, and only that is what he's famous for. Yep. (laughs) Bill Skarsgård, who did a fantastic portrayal of Pennywise the Clown in the recent Uh, remakes of It. We're forgetting one of the most influential people in rock and roll, uh, Bill Haley and the Comets. Mmm. No, the guy him. who did the Happy Days theme. Yeah, Rock and Roll. That was the him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great song. I didn't Considered know... the first rock and roll song. I didn't know that was an actual song. Song. I thought it was made for the show at the time because when I first saw the show, that was my first exposure to the song. Same with the guy who did the Wonder Years song. Really? That's a real song. Is it really? Yeah, it's I a cover think... of "Get By with a Little Help from My Friends." I always think it's the. I always refer to it as oh, it's the Wonder Years song. <laughs> Next, you're going to tell me the Dawson's Creek song is a real song. It, oh, God. Uh, I, I think you're uh, joking. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I'm turning this right now. It is. I Don't Want to Wait by Paula Cole. That's a real song? It is. Oh, my God, you weren't joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of all the shows, you picked Dawson's Creek? That's a great song. <laughs> Every time it's on, I'm like, oh, it's a Dawson's Creek song. <laughs> I'm like, wow. So what? you just thought it was on the radio because it was on a really popular mid-90s sitcom? Yeah. To be fair. <laughs> I thought it was a Dawson's Creek You don't see the X-Files song playing on the radio, but like people will like, mimic what it all the time. What station does the X-Files song? But Coming up next, things- we're going to be playing a little bit of uh, Michael Jackson. After that, we're going to hear some of Earth, Wind, and Fire. And following that, the X-Files theme. <laughs> You hear the X-Files theme parried in a bunch of stuff. I thought maybe they just made the Dawson's Creek song and people just requested it at the time. It was a good song. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. They called the Dawson's Creek song. I don't even know the name. Quick, without looking, what's the name of the song? You just learned it. What's the name of it? It's I Don't Want to Wait. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now because I can't help it because I looked at it just to see if you were we're right. Gonna get a copyright strike. <laughs> is the is what is the Seventh Heaven theme a real song too? <laughs> no, <laughs> that I don't know. No, there's no way it couldn't be. Seventh how a, Heaven. How did a pastor have enough money to support a family of like twelve? Ask that, any pastor. That church like, money though. Have you even watched the Righteous Gemstones? Oh, uh, that's true. I don't think he was evangelical, though. 
Anyway, we're getting way off topic here. <laughs> wow, I really want to know what other... The Wonder Years is a famous song, too? Yeah. Oh, no. Mike, we have accidentally opened up your eyes. We Wonder should get years. out of here before he actually starts playing some Crocker. With a little help from my friends. Wow, it's really old. Yeah, it's a cover of another famous song. By the Beatles? Yeah. The Beatles sang the Wonder Years song? <laughs> Well, on that note... Mike, uh, you're you're messing with us. No, I'm serious, dude. I swear, I did not know that. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Mike is slowly routing my brain away with this. Mike, what? How do you... We're we're called the Pop Culture Federation. That's like... Not the Classic Rock Federation. (laughs) Yeah, this is a Pop Culture Federation, not like... Music Federation. <laughs> Music's pop culture. It yeah. is. We, we talk about it sometimes. Old Country Row was pretty pop culture. Old Town, Old Town Row. Row. Get it right, idiot. Wait. <laughs> did you see on the Grammys Old Town Road with, with BTS and they did the K-pop? No. Part? That was great. On that note, this is the Pop Culture Federation podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Ron, why don't you tell our listeners... What the next name in the favorite series is going to be. I would tell them if I had thought ahead enough to think of one. Um, Good call. So, Ron, can I pick one? Yeah, Mike, go ahead. Randy. Mm. I already have my three. (laughs) Favorite Randys? I have two. Do personal friends count? (laughs) If people have the access to them that's readily available so they can see their work, then yes. Then no. I have one. You know somebody named Randy? Yeah. Do you not? No. God, you are so Loser! Weak. First you don't know the Dust Creek Sock, and now you don't know a guy named Randy? Or girl? Jesus, Mike. Do you know a girl named Randy? You don't? Yeah. No, I work with a dude. I used to work with a dude named Randy. So I do. All right, let's get out of here. All right, <laughs> have a good night. Be sure to check out also the Game Chasers YouTube channel and all the other great work of the people that we mentioned today, as well as find a song out there from a TV show that happens to be a real song and be, have your mind blown. Tweet us the song at Pop Culture Fed on Twitter, or I'm gonna get tweet. On the Twitter. I'm gonna tweet at people Laszlo Baines uh, Superman, the opening theme to Scrubs. Sick. Hey, um, before we go, Ron, do you want to give people a little bit of a uh, sneak preview of the new show that you're working on? <laughs> no, I don't, Mike, but thanks for asking. All right. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, so me and well, one of my good friends have been hard at work uh, on a show that we've been developing. Uh, my, not to, like you know say mike and matt haven't helped but because they have uh this the show it's going to be on youtube and on the podcast it's called panels the frames uh and it's going to be uh chronicling each and every comic book superhero movie ever made back to the early 40s and we're just gonna take a nice deep dive into them and uh kind of see how we got to the current superhero movie climate of today uh we did watch the first episode it was excellent so we will have the audio version on the podcast, and then you can check out the YouTube video 
on the Panelist of Frames page when it's up. We will put we will share that on the Twitter once that's available. All Dope. Right. Have a good night, folks. See you guys later. Bye, mom. <laughs>